This is The Hot Seat with your hosts, Charlie Locke and Michael Galliano from SDR Nation. Each episode, we sit down with the top sales development reps in the game to unpack why they're great. Without further ado, let's jump in. Hello, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to another Fireside Chats with SDR Nation. And welcome, Lady, Lady Noonan from SDR Nation. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Would love to, to know what it's like being an SDR this year of, of all years. Very interesting year for everyone. I think especially those of us prospecting all day. Um, what's it been like for you? Well, it's been especially strange for me this year because I also made my first foray into sales. So it wasn't just being an SDR this year. It was also starting as an SDR coming from um, finance and banking. So it was like a complete 180 trying to navigate all of that, working from home without a team, also while being in kind of an unprecedented year for sales. But I think what I found really interesting about it is one, I think people are a little bit more receptive to hearing from you because they're working are also working from home and kind of everyone's starved of any sort of interaction with people on a day-to-day basis. But I think also what is a little bit different about this year, at least what I've kind of experienced and also heard from people who have been in sales for a little bit longer is that I think the people that are coming at sales with a little bit more empathy are the ones that are a little bit more successful and being a little bit less automated, being a little bit more authentic and creative because I think everyone has, you know, ramped up a lot of efforts on the sales side. Like you see so many LinkedIn posts about people saying like, I'm getting hundreds of emails a day. So I think like the empathy and a little bit more authenticity is what's maybe a little bit different about this year in terms of being successful. So it sounds like you've had a really interesting and diverse career. So you told me before that you've had a number of different careers before getting into sales, which, which, which I love. Talk, talk us through, you know, the path that uh, got you to here. Yeah. So I think I'm definitely not the normal salesperson. I kind of came into it at a later stage after I've already kind of tried a couple different things. But the way I kind of have thought of my career so far, which is I think a little bit different than a lot of people is like, I look at it as building blocks and in terms of skill sets and trying to become someone that's a little bit more well-rounded. So my first internship was at the United Nations working in politics, like sitting in on security council meetings and I was really interested in that. So I found um, a lot of the public speaking side of things and diplomacy really interesting. I worked at a law firm in London. I then worked at Morgan Stanley as an intern and then as a full-time employee. And then, you know, I was looking for something that was a really important skill set when it comes to building your career and everyone said sales. So I was really interested in making a pivot at that point anyway from Morgan Stanley. And I ended up working out with Bolt where I currently am. And I've, it's been fascinating this year <laughs> working awesome. in sales for the first time. Yeah. That's a wicked, wicked background. It's funny. I, I myself, I actually come from a finance background. So I did finance in okay. college, university and all that. And, and I, I've always found, I've always had, a, I mean, maybe it's my bias or whatever, but I've always thought that, you know, SDRs or salespeople with a finance background have a bit of a leg up and it tended to work out pretty well. I'm curious if, you know, Anything that you, you know, learned through your finance background has helped you in this role and or any of those sort of various different backgrounds, like what which which one of those skill sets do you think is helping you out the most right now? 
You know, I, I actually agree with you. I think finance was definitely really helpful. I was facing off with a lot of really strong personalities, really smart individuals who are heading up a lot of, you know, the biggest hedge funds in the industry. So I think being able to easily converse with those people and having that background makes it a lot easier to pick up a phone call and call a CEO on like a day-to-day basis. And I think being a little bit more numbers driven and data oriented is something that's definitely helpful in the seat as a salesperson. And then I'm also doing a, another job at Bolt where I'm kind of working as an analyst for some of the strategic deals for one of the members of our org. So the finance background comes in. Help. Yeah, it's helpful there. But I'm curious from your perspective, why you think that having a finance background is, is helpful. Excel chops. <laughs> <laughs> to be straight up with you. So that like data analytics perspective, you know, someone who can look at the data that they're creating on a day-to-day basis, call it activity data, um, what have you, and, you know, can can easily build out, you know, rudimentary models to, to analyze themselves. And, you know, I've always found that the SDRs that tended to, or salespeople in general, that tended to be the most successful, tended to be the ones that had a really good pulse on their data and their mm-hmm. process and how they create data through their process and were able to analyze and self-diagnose themselves and figure out where things are going wrong. And, you know, a lot of folks just don't come out of school with Excel skills, uh, basic Excel skills. And so it's, it's super helpful to have that backbone, I feel like, in sales, yeah. Well, I actually didn't either. I was an English poli sci double major, but that's why I went into finance. So I was like, I need to be a little bit more strategic and a little bit more analytics oriented. So that was my building block at that point. But I was actually studying English and poli sci. So ask me about 18th century English literature. Well, I'm, sure that, I'm sure all that writing and all that those skills come into play as well too though right oh yeah i think especially with the the email writing as well i think that's actually where i've been the most successful with like booking demos and stuff so i think that's definitely come in handy <laughs> we've seen it in the community in the channel some of the emails that that you've shared you you get pretty creative with the screenshots with the videos too my team's always trying to get creative you know i, I one of our sdrs is has put a wig on for one of his videos. Like, how, how do you come up with those ideas to stand out when, like you said, someone's getting 100 emails a day? You know, I think it what was very interesting about that question is like, I've never considered myself a creative person. And I really didn't feel like I was or really like came into that type of um, work until I started getting into SDR work. So I feel like it's actually something that's very new for me. It's not something I've always been really good at is like the punny stuff, like finding ways to make myself ridiculous. But um, I think a lot of the ideas that I have around kind of funny email cadences are all about like that fine line between something that's like really funny, authentic and ridiculous. So I feel like I've done stuff like I've written songs for my prospects. That was something that went like semi-viral on LinkedIn. (laughs) I've done that. I like make a lot of gifs of myself. Like a lot of really bad puns that expose my dad joke sense of humor. Yeah. But <laughs> I think a lot of the reason why those are successful, I think putting a face to a name, I use a lot of gifs of myself, actually, either like waving or like making signs for people or um, with my Christmas decorations, when I make a awkward Christmas pun, but finding ways to use creativity and make it translate to a person actually being behind that screen. I think that's when it's the most successful. I don't know if you guys have found the same when trying to be creative with outreach. 
it's it's been amazing. There's something as simple as as the whiteboard that our team has has killed it with this year. And maybe you know it, it's not new. Many teams have done it, but you know they're right now they're drawing like Christmas tree pictures on the whiteboard. Like they're getting they had turkeys on them last week. They're they're just just trying to stand out. And almost every meeting that the team books mentions, "Hey, I appreciated your whiteboard in the email or whatever they did." So it does work. Putting that extra time in to personalize it a little bit definitely works. Another one that I really like doing, I have it, it's in my favorite breakup mail is like the subject is waving the white flag and I have like a pillowcase <laughs> that I'm like waving. And I'm like, I'm like, clearly it's not a good time to connect. Like I surrender, I'm waving the white flag. And then parentheses, it's like, well, pillowcase. <laughs> That's awesome. Have you gotten responses and meetings on yeah. that? Sweet. Yeah, I have actually. It's almost yeah, better than the uh, like, choose one of the options here. Like, yeah. You know, you know, I feel like those breakup emails are very just like self-serving for us because no one ever replies to them. So I'm, that's awesome if you're actually getting replies from something. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, this is hilarious. <laughs> like, that's why I'm replying. Not because I'm actually interested in both, but because this is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, anything to book the meetings. <laughs> what's, it, what's it been like, you know, not working? So work, how long have you been at Bolt now? Since April. So it hasn't... Okay. Yeah, so it's been under a year. I've only been here for, you know, a couple of months. But yeah, I mean, I... Have you met anyone there, like face-to-face at all? Or like any other, the SDRs or... So I, I did, for my final interview at both, I got to go to the office. It was when I was simultaneously working and interviewing. And I was like, oh, I'm sick with the flu. And I can... February and flew out, did a red eye in San Francisco and got to meet a couple of people in the office. So I met my managers and one of the other BDRs who's no longer at Bolt, but she was, it was great. And I think the people is definitely what sold me on Bolt, but a little sad I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. What's it been like though, just to, you know, how, how do you, and I'm always curious how you stay motivated in your day to day, you know, the, you know, we hear from a lot of other SDRs and, and a lot of them really, um, you know, their source of energy was their teammates around them, a lot of their peers and the energy in the aisle and things like that. And, you know, when you're, when you're sitting at home by yourself, it can be tough to sort of get up for the job and, you know, put in the effort and, you know, celebrate those little wins like we're used to celebrating. So how do you keep yourself motivated? You know, I think at least for the SDR part of my job, I think what I found really important, and this is something I talked to my bosses about early on, is like, I need to find ways to make what I'm doing fun every day. I think it's really easy to get into the trap of like being like, oh, I have 50 calls today. I have 20 emails today. I have X, Y, and Z like motions that I have to do today. But I think the reason why I got so into the creative side of things is I was like, how do I make this fun? Like these are numbers that I have to hit, but like, how do I keep myself engaged in a way that doesn't make me dread picking up the phone every morning and be like, oh God, I have 50 calls I have to do versus like, oh, let me build out like some funny sequence that makes me laugh. I don't know if it'll make my prospects laugh, but as long as I can make myself laugh, you know, I think that's, that's part of what has kept me engaged and motivated. I don't know if you guys have gotten the same thing. I love that. Have you been um, able to, um, to connect with some of the, the you know, non-Bolt SDRs in the community, you know, in SDR Nation, um, either to, to, to work alongside each other or support each other? How's that been? Yeah, I've actually connected with um, a couple people in SDR Nation. We had a couple of good chats, exchanged some ideas, and I think it was 
really helpful to see kind of what's working for, I think for Lila and I, we both are selling to similar people. So it was interesting to see kind of what's working for her, like how she's incorporating her AE, like different areas that they're working together. I think all of those, it's really helpful to have that perspective from someone else also sometimes because you can get in a bubble and you're like, am I the only one doing this sometimes? And you're working from home. And I mean, it's nice to also, yeah, see that like other people are doing something similar to you sometimes. The camaraderie is very helpful because you don't really get that as much with your teams nowadays, like you guys were saying. You bring up a really cool topic there, actually, that not a lot of people talk about, that that SDR-AE relationship. Um, such a key you know, key piece of the job in a lot of ways, right? You're not only managing the expectations and trying to engage with your customers, but in a lot of ways, you have to build a really strong relationship with your AE. Any any tips for all the SDRs out there on how to, you know, best work with your AEs? So something that I've done is like, I've incorporated him in my outreach, which has been really helpful, especially for anything that's, let's say like a closed loss op or someone that had engaged with Bolt at some point that maybe might, AEO and has some sort of connection with, but I actually have a sequence built out for my AE and I, where I have an email that comes up that CCs Owen on the email. The subject is, have you met Owen? Question mark. And I do a quick little intro for Owen. I have a little GIF, of course, because apparently that's my signature of him waving at the camera. So like introducing himself. And then he makes a quick video and does like an audit of that retailer site and like highlighting a couple areas where they could be losing revenue. I have him engaged on the prospects that we really want to book meetings with or that are really high priority for him. So that's one way that I work with him. And then also I think we have like really good communication and pretty organized with how we're doing outreach. We'll coordinate sometimes on LinkedIn or like having him like reach out to people that I'm interested in. So like having that multi-touch approach, but I think people are definitely missing out if they're just incorporating their AE after the meeting is booked. Something else that I think is really helpful as well is we've actually done it the other way where he's incorporated me on the back end. So like when he's managing his pipeline, there's, let's say he hasn't connected with someone since September. I built out this report with one of my bosses where I can see his whole pipeline and see last time he engaged with someone. So I can like send them a piece of content or something related to Bolt um, and just kind of help that pipeline get re-engaged if there are certain deals that haven't move forward so i think wow, you're getting... SDR working the pipeline too, the that's you're really you're I think it's, you don't i think it's more, <laughs> it's more so just the teamwork like i mean he is, he's managing so much and has so many deals so if there's someone that he hasn't connected with in a while i'll be like i'll send them a piece of contact like, <laughs> i don't know if you guys have done anything new or different with like the adsdr pairings but i'm always looking for more ideas so if you guys have any great ideas, I'd love to hear it. Well, you know, one thing we always try to do, similar to what you said, is, is hype up the AE so that when when that meeting is booked, you know, you're I love the idea of the gift, by the way, but you know, you're you're describing them as an e-commerce leader. And you know, mm-hmm. for example, one of our AEs spent three or four years at Shopify. So when we're when we're meeting with e-commerce brands and we talk about his experience at Shopify, right? At pre-meeting, they get even more excited. It improves the show up rate. So anytime we can act as a hype man or hype woman before the meeting that that definitely helps but i'm stealing the the gif idea 
I'll put it to you guys after. Also, um, during demos as well, what we started doing is Owen incorporates me on the first part of the call and he's like, Lainey, like, do you want to do like a quick recap of your conversation? Like ask like a, you know, ask like an initial question. So what we typically do is like, I'll recap the conversation, whatever we were talking about, whether it was like checkout or fraud or asking about their platforms. And then like, I asked the prospect, I'm like, am I missing anything there? Like, is there anything else you want to add? So it's like a really easy transition for Owen to get started into the demo and also have the prospects like kind of reiterate what they're interested in. So that's another thing that we do that I forgot about. <laughs> I've got a, a bit of a future looking question for you. I'd love to, to know something that you'd want to congratulate your future self on. <laughs> if you're to go into the future, you know, what, what's something that you want to accomplish that, that you congratulate your future self? You know, I think for me, I have kind of a vague idea of where, where I would like to be, but I think what I would, would consider like a really awesome accomplishment, like I would love to be in some sort of strategy role that incorporates a lot of different building blocks that I've kind of built up, whether it's like incorporating like sales and finance and like really helping shape the strategic vision of a company. Like if I get to a point like that, like I would be, I would love to congratulate my future self on that. But if I get all the building blocks, I guess, <laughs> still working on those, yeah. <laughs> still building the Lego tower. <laughs> that's amazing. That's, that's, a, that's a great uh, goal to have. Are you loving the e-com sector that you're in now, the e-com space? I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's really fast. It's been fascinating during COVID as well, because it's not just the fact that it's growing, but it's the fact that you're watching your prospects' businesses and their business models changing so much. So I think it's been a little bit more of an interesting area to be in during COVID because it's not only growing and there's a lot of opportunity there, but it's also completely changing the way people buy and shop and the way a lot of retailers' businesses are run. So yeah, I don't know if you found that similar, but I found it really fascinating this year. It's true. Yeah, it's been a pretty good year for, for e-com and for us getting to talk to founders and the owners of a business is, is awesome. That's one reason I love SMB. I know, Charlie, your team with SMB, you're talking to the owners of the companies as well. And I think it's a killer opportunity for SDRs and salespeople to get to negotiate, get to, to sell, get to talk to the owners directly. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're running a little bit low on time. So we'll ask you one last question here. And, and I okay. guess really for, you know, for all the SDRs out there, you know, we're, we're hoping, you know, you're, you're only the second one on this podcast. So we're, there's probably going to be only a few people listening, but as this grows and as it becomes something bigger <laughs> and greater, we hope a lot of SDRs are listening in, you know, what, what would you say to all the SDRs out there that might be struggling? You know, that might be, maybe having a, a hard month or, um, you know, just dealing with this remote, you know, workforce and how they're, you know, working on the, on their own on a day-to-day -day basis. What sort of words of inspiration would you give to them? Something that I've always kind of prescribed to, and I've brought to my life in terms of my perspective is that everything is like, is peaks and valleys. And I think not getting stuck in that valley is something that has been, was really hard, at least at the first part of being an SDR. Like I remember August when I transitioned um, back to the accountants that I have now, like I had a really tough August. And the way that you can kind of get out of that is one, having that perspective of like knowing that, you know, you're not going to get stuck there. Like it's peaks and valleys, like it's not just life, but I think it's especially applicable to sales. You can't always control kind of what the output is you can control your controllables as salespeople love to say, but I think not getting stuck in that perspective is one thing. And I think 
the ways you can, the ways that I did that, at least where I got out of that kind of trough there was having fun with it. And I think once you are a little bit more excited and funny and fun in your outreach, I think that really translates to the communications that you're sending out. So I think, you know, finding ways to continue to have fun with it, to connect with your teammates, to attend lots of webinars, to join sales communities and not just like control your controls in like the, I have to do X amount of tasks today. It's like, what can I do that makes it fun? That makes me feel like I have more of a community and also like something to look forward to, I think. So having that perspective that like, you're going to get out of it, like you're going to do well at some point, like it just happens, but also finding ways that you can like keep yourself engaged. Yeah. Awesome. That's kind of my advice. That's amazing advice. And and you've been just an unbelievable contributor and member of SDR Nation. Thank you so much for being part of the group. And of course, uh, I've enjoyed it. And obviously your company's lucky to have you. I love some of the ideas that you have. I mean, you know, we're, we're seasoned sales guys and <laughs> I, I took like four or five notes here. I'm like, we're going to do this tomorrow. So really loved it. I can't take credit for all of it. I attended so many webinars. Like I've been such a sponge. Like I've taken so much from like Beck Holland, for example, like a lot of my email writing yeah. comes directly from her copies because I find them amazing. So who actually uses it and you're doing it. That's, that's a big part of it. So give yourself a pat on the back for that. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Lainey. I love it. Much appreciated. <laughs> Cheers. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. And if you're interested in joining SDR Nation's membership and private community, head to SDRNation.com.